And welcome into the latest edition of Blackhawks on Ice. I'm David Schuster, and this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings and more from our sponsor in just a little bit. It was a battle of two original six teams on Thursday night at the United Center with the Montreal Canadiens in town. But even before the game, the fans were treated to former Blackhawk Andrew Shaw being honored as he has now retired from his playing days. Now, Shaw was presented with some gifts and a nice video tribute And we'll hear from Shaw a bit later on in this podcast. The game started out on Thursday night with the Hawks flying all over the ice. In fact, they had the first 11 shots on goal. And finally, Dominique Kubelik lit the lamp on a breakaway, taking a beautiful pass from Jonathan Taze to free him up. For Kubelik, it was goal number seven on the season. But after dominating the opening period, the Hawks went into a stale second period, Montreal completely dominating that second 20-minute frame, scoring a pair of goals to take a 2-1 lead entering the third period. Patrick Kane then broke through with his first tally in quite a while, number eight on the season. That came at about the 2.30 mark of the third period. That tied the game at two, and that's the way it stayed until we went to overtime, when after the Canadians controlled most of the play in that overtime session, Philip Kurashev scored, but it took a pair of replay reviews by the official before it counted. So the Hawks won the game 3-2 in overtime for their third straight victory. Let's go now to the post-game interviews, and we begin with Kurashev and his thoughts on his game winner and the two reviews before it became official. Well, after the first review, they said it was a good goal, but then they said offside. So I was yes and then no again. So I, I was just... Uh... You know, hoping they're going to count it, and uh, thank God they did it then. So um, I'm I'm really happy. When you saw the replay, did you guys think you were going to get that luck? I don't know. I think it's just uh, it was a really close call. Uh, but uh, I mean, I thought it was good. So uh, uh, good thing the ref saw it the same way. If you have questions for Ford Phil Kershaw, please utilize the race hand function on your screen. We'll next go to Mark Lazarus with the Athletic. Mark, your lines up. Hey, Phil, uh, you just went through your own NHL debut last year. What did you think of how Lucas Reichel did? Oh, he did. I think he did great. Uh, you can see his uh, amazing speed and uh, he has some really good skills. So uh, I think he played a great game and uh, uh, I think he's going to be a great player in the future for sure. You've got three wins in a row here now after that kind of uh, rough night in Arizona. Do you like the way the team is progressing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's nice to to get some wins in a row here. And uh, I think we just got to keep going the same way um, and build on it. Next question will come from Ben Pope with the Chicago Sun-Times. Hey, Philip, just how, is, how have you seen your game overall improve over the past couple months uh, since the AHL stint? Uh, yeah, I think I've been playing better personally too, um, but it also helps when the, the team's playing good. And uh, uh, yeah, I like, I like how we're going uh, right now, so uh, we're going to try to keep going like this. Lucas Reichel was next up with the media. Lucas, what was that like for you tonight, playing with Patrick, and, and just how would you assess your overall performance? Um, yeah, I had so much fun out there, and uh, I think first game, first win, that sounds pretty good. And yeah, it was, like I said, a lot of fun out there. And the uh, first period was pretty good. And then uh, second, we made like, a couple turnovers, let them get the momentum back. And in the third, we played really good defensively and not a lot, lot of chances, but the power play scored. So that was huge. And 
think uh, overall a solid game uh, from the team and overall for me too a solid game I would say. Uh, how much were you hoping to get that shift in overtime before uh, you know the the goal got overturned? I think we yeah we we scored there so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, we scored and uh, I'm happy that we get the win. Well, let's go to Mark Lazarus with the athletic. Hey, Lucas, uh, did anything surprise you out there? The speed of the play, the, the physicality, anything out there catch you off guard? Um, not really. I, I played some preseason games, so I know a little bit what's coming. And I, yeah, I watch a lot of NHL hockey, so uh, I know what's coming. But uh, sometimes you, you think you have... Uh, you have not so much time, but you have time, and sometimes it's like depends uh, how the the team plays. So um, I would say, yeah, like I said, I play a solid game, and uh, I'm happy with my first game here. Is the hardest thing being selfish and taking shots when you know you got Patrick Kane coming down the wing? Uh, yeah, I think uh, especially in the first uh, period uh, we had like two two and ones. Uh, I think. Uh, when you didn't, didn't get the path through, like in the first time, you can shoot it in the second time. But uh, if I get the path through and he scores, that's uh, a nice goal. So, uh, yeah, I would say I can shoot more, um, but I learned from that. Our next question will come from Ben Pope with the Chicago Sun-Times. Hey, Lucas, uh, did you feel your confidence growing as the game went on? It seemed like in the third period you were maybe a little more assertive out there. Um. No, I think uh, right away I felt pretty good, like in the first period. Um, right away I felt really good. And uh, I, I had my confidence there too, like over the whole game. So uh, um, especially with those two-on-ones and those chances, when you make plays, you feel better and better. So, uh, yeah. And before we get to Andrew Shaw, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet, bet, bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy football contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As mentioned in Promise, here is a bit of Andrew Shaw, who spoke to the media the day before the game. Andrew, good to see you again, even uh, if it's uh, virtually. But uh, what what is tomorrow going to mean for you, not just doing this with the Blackhawks, but also it being against uh, your other former team? Thank you. Um, no, I thought it was pretty awesome. The Blackhawks asked uh, if doing it against Montreal would be something I wanted, and of course it would. I have uh, some friends over there. 
uh, some that won't be on the road trip, but uh, to be able to play for two uh, regional six teams like that and, and to go out like this in front of both of them, uh, it's pretty special. My family's going to be in, attend- in attendance and uh, just to be, you know, spoiled and love from Chicago and Montreal. Uh, it's just been a great, uh, great experience. We'll go now to Mark Lazarus from The Athletic. Raz, your mic's active. You can go ahead. Hey, Andrew, we, we talked uh, around this time last year and after your year off, you said that you were mentally ready for what would be what, your post-career life. Now that you're experiencing that, do you feel comfortable with where you are in, in life and in hockey? Um, I do. Uh, kids are crazy. Uh, <laughs> they keep you busy. They push your buttons. But uh, to be able to be there and, and uh, mold them into you know, a, a good person, a great kid, uh, a polite a polite person and just to be there to experience their first for everything uh it's very special um like i said i spend all my time with my kids and my wife uh especially being in ontario up in canada right now everything's locked down so uh i love it uh i enjoy it um making them smile laugh play and and just teaching them life skills. Um, I've gotten into cooking a lot, so my daughter loves to help me cook. Uh, it's it's fun. I'm happy where I am. Um, obviously, I miss playing hockey. I miss uh, the locker room, being around the guys. You know, you go your entire life of being in a locker room around your buddies every single day to not seeing them is obviously tough uh, mentally. But I have a great support system. I got a lot of great friends at home. Um, my family, obviously, uh, we all get along. We're we're very happy. We we spend holidays together, birthdays together. So I do have a lot of people around me to help me through it. But you know, uh, being there with my family is very special. Do you anticipate trying to get back into hockey in some capacity, or is this what you want to do for the rest of your life here? Well, I didn't know if you knew all this, but kids grow up and move out. So uh, they do. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I'll always try to be around the game of hockey. Um, I don't know what that'll be, but I love coaching. I love teaching. And I find I have good relationships with, you know, younger players or kids that are coming in and I share my experiences with them. Um, I was doing that as a veteran player as well. And I found uh, I, I was able to help younger players adapt to the NHL life, uh, make them feel comfortable and at home. So, yes, I do think I'll be in hockey at some point. Um, but with my kids being so young right now, I don't want to be dragging them around from city to city as a coach or in an organization like that, but in the future for sure. We'll go now to Ben Pope with the Chicago Sun-Times. Ben, your mic's active, and you can go ahead, please. Hey, Andrew, welcome back. Um, what will your emotions be like tomorrow when, when you do get out on the ice and the fans are cheering and your name is announced and everything? What what do you think will go through your head? No, oh, I'm sure it'll be a roller coaster uh, of emotion, excitement, happiness, uh, even a little sad. You know, you, you get uh, 10 great years out of hockey, you know, playing in the NHL for two great organizations, winning students two Stanley cups and uh, you know, and not all being taken from you, but not being able to, to do that 
uh, it'll be emotional, but I look forward to it. I know I've had some amazing support from the fans in the city of Chicago, and I appreciate that uh, they gave a small kid um, from the middle of nowhere a second home and made me feel very welcome. So tomorrow will be special. How are you doing health-wise? Uh, have you fully recovered from all of the concussions now, and are they affecting you in any way, or do you feel like you've you've got into a good place with that? Well, I think I look pretty good, right? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, physically, I feel great. Uh, mentally, pretty good. Obviously, there's tougher days than others, but like I said, I have great support at home with family and friends. Um, I'm in the gym five days a week, staying physical, and doing everything I can to make sure, you know, with my head that I feel good. Uh, you know, if that's being well hydrated, eating healthy, you know, taking my uh, vitamins every morning, you know, it's it's good. I feel good. I feel blessed. Um, you know, medical staff here has given me everything that I need to to get better, and they will continue to do that. Uh, I'm sure for the rest of my life. We'll take a couple more here. We'll go to Joe Brand from WGN Radio. Joe, you can go ahead, please. Hey, Andrew, you talked about how close you were with the fans and how close they were with you. I'm wondering, is there anything that really sticks out in your mind, maybe away from the United Center, some type of interaction that you know made you feel special or made them feel special? Honestly, just it's all the little reactions you get from around the city. You know, if you're just walking downtown and someone recognizes you and they just start smiling and... Uh, just shows you brought some sort of joy to their life. And like I said, I'm a kid from a small town, uh, grew up in a big family. So to get all this attention and love, uh, it is very special. And the city welcomed a 20 year old with open arms and made me feel right at home. And Chicago will always be a second home to me. And, you know, I still, I haven't played much hockey in the last, you know, few years, but, I still get recognized. I still get the love from uh, civilians of Chicago, and it feels great. Um, who doesn't like to be loved? I think I remember you saying towards your final year with the Hawks that you know going into concussion protocol and spend all that time with your family kind of made you realize, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this for the rest of my life. But I'm wondering, reflecting on your career, how much did those two Stanley Cups help that decision too? I mean, how much more difficult would that be if? He didn't have a couple of rings. Well, like I, I'm one of the fortunate uh, NHL players to have not just one, but two Stanley Cup rings. You know, you see veterans go through 15, 20 years of playing and not having a cup. Uh, so, yes, it made, you know, uh, having to walk away from the game a little bit easier for sure. But I guess when you win, you want to win more. So, obviously, uh I just wish I could have played a little longer and had that chance to win another one. But, you know, uh, count your coupons and, and move on, I guess. We're going to Phil Thompson with the Chicago Tribune. Phil, your, Phil, your mic's active. You can go ahead. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, I want to follow up about uh, your comments about working with Young players, I uh, just wanted to know uh, what level are you are you kind of gravitating toward, you know, in, in terms of uh, developing young players? 
Well, I haven't, you know, when I was playing, I was just, uh, I was an ear for young players and I was there to tell them my experiences and what worked for me and, and, and what you need to do to be a good professional and, you know, day-to-day life of being in the NHL. But as of late, um, just texting with players that I've played with and, uh, you know, there's a, a young kid back home, Cameron Saprika, who, you know, playing in the OHL of it missed the last year and a half because of this pandemic, but just keeping them positive and, and training with them and pushing them just, I don't know. I, I'm just a uh, very open guy. I very confident in myself and I try to push that on to, to younger players. Uh, you know, you got to be happy. You got to be confident and it's going to take a lot of sacrifice to get where you are. And it's kind of what I've been doing, I guess. You look at uh, some of the, the young Hawks, um, you know, you, you could argue some were kind of in your, your mold. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, some of them? Do any stand out to you as, okay, I, I can see a little of myself in him? Well, I mean, you hate comparing yourself to other players because everyone's special in their own way. But, you know, uh, like a guy like Hagel, uh, people always compare him to me, but to be honest, I think he's got more skill. He's a better skater. Um, so it's hard to push that on him. I just push on him about, you know, being around the net, uh, winning your one-on-one battles. You know, he's good offensively. He's a great skater. Um, I just wanted to keen in on the little things. Uh, you know, like I said, puck battles or, placing your dumps so you can get them back and, and little stuff like that that goes unnoticed, but that will make you a good professional and give you a long career. Our final question, we'll go back to Tracy Myers from NHL.com. Tracy, go ahead. Sorry, I just had to ask a fun one, considered that you uh, talk about cooking now. What's your uh, specialty dish, and is there an Andrew Shaw cookbook in the future? <laughs> well, <laughs> if there's a cookbook, it'll probably have a lot of uh, spelling errors, uh, to be honest. Um Cooking, I don't know. I don't really have any specialties. I just, uh, I cook probably about 85% of the meals in my house. Uh, I enjoy it. I try to stay healthy, but I have a uh, Traeger smoker, so I smoke a lot of meat and vegetables and uh, like to try new things here and there just to, you know, you get bored of doing the same stuff. So find a recipe and, and work with it. Andrew, thank you very much. And prior to the game on Thursday, the NHL announced that Alex Dabrinkit was named to the All-Star Game. And for good reason, Dabrinkit has 23 goals on the season. So again, the Hawks win the contest on Thursday night, 3-2 in overtime over the Montreal Canadiens. And next up, another game at the United Center. That'll be Saturday night against Anaheim. Once again, thank you for listening to Blackhawks on Ice.